السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على المبعوث رحمة للعالمين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين The Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم said من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة If you say salawat on the Prophet once Allah will send salawat on you ten times. Yeah, we say, Ya Allah, raise the rank of Muhammad, bless Muhammad, bless his family, bless his companion, and bless us with them. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad means we cannot thank him. He's not, you know, we cannot pay him back. He saved, you know, saved us from the hellfire. There is a brother in Saudi, I said that before, he works in a chemical factory and the factory caught on fire. They have all the procedures to get the workers out. They got him, he was the last to come out, he spent inside that place 45 seconds. 45 seconds, his eyes, his ears melted, melted. The air is painful. He survived, he lived, he didn't die. But the air that passes, it, it's painful. He can't, he can't take the pain from the air, the breath. So when Allah saves us from the fire, it is eternal and billions of years, because of that Muhammad وسلم, job and mission and task, we owe him everything. And that's what we say, Ya Allah, we cannot pay him, you pay him. Allah loves Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so much, he says, I'll pay you ten times more. How was, what Allah means with salawat on us? He will mention us to the angels of Jibreel. You know, Rindra is in the most consenting salawat on and he's following Muhammad, and he loves Muhammad. Jibreel, did you know that Rindra was in the masjid? And he calls Mikail, and he calls Israfil, and he calls the Malak of the, you know, Jannah, and the, yeah? Ten times. Allah is the most generous, yeah? When one of the Sahaba said to the Prophet I make dua every day. I had a set time on my calendar. Listen to this, this is enough. <laughs> he said time, reminder to make dua every day. Do I make some of my dua salawat on you? I will make some of the dua, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, ala Muhammad. Yeah? My dua, I ask Allah, Ya Allah, protect me, my family, raise our rank in the dunya and akhra, give us jannah. Yeah? Do I make some of this? Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Ya Allah, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I love him. He supported, you know, the mission. He delivered the message. He taught the Quran. He taught the sunnah. Ya Allah, salli ala Muhammad. This is dua, asking Allah, Ya Allah, I love him so much. I can't wait to see him even in a dream. I want to see him even in a dream, Ya Allah. Yeah? The Prophet sallallahu said, yeah, if even the more you do, the better for you. He says, I will make, you know, half my dua salawat on you. He says, good for you. And the more, it's better for you. He says, I will make three quarters of my dua. I will just keep on making, just a little bit at the end for myself. The Prophet said, the more is better for you. He says, I will make all my dua salawat. I will only say salawat. I'm not going to ask for myself. The Prophet said, you get two reward. 
إذن يكفيك الله كل ما أهمك الله will suffice you الله will take care of everything for you and the bonus is ويغفر ذنبك and you'll be forgiven that's Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى took a covenant took a promise allegiance from all the prophets and messengers every one of them in the soul and he says to them if Muhammad is sent in your time, what are you going to do? You're going to follow. <laughs> yeah? They had absolutely no other choice but to say, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. Every one of them told his ummah, There's somebody better than me is coming. Better than me, Ahmad. Ahmad is better than, in the, in the verb is af'al, it means more praiseworthy than me. More praiseworthy than me, more great, you know, greater than me, more loved than me, more following than me, more beloved by Allah, the highest rank. Allah says, وَلِيَبْعَثَكَ رَبُّكَ مَقَامًا مَحْمُودًا Allah, when He raises you in Akhra, you will be in a praiseworthy station. The position you are in, everybody will be looking up. That's our Prophet, that's our leader, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that's what we love. Yeah? That's why we do what we do, following His footsteps, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But it wasn't all, you know, easy in the beginning. People going for Hajj, they're going to go and look, you know, Daru Salam, Al Hashim, Ibn Abbas, the even Jannah, you know, in 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 Mecca, they have the graveyard. You pass by it. Khadija is buried in there. Abu Talib is buried in there. This history. When you walk in Mecca, when you even the Kaaba, there is Sahabi born inside the Kaaba. <laughs> Hakim ibn Hizam, one of the Sahaba, he is born, but of course he wasn't Sahabi in the beginning. He's very, Hakim ibn Hizam, is one, maybe one of the only born in the Kaaba. Hakim ibn Hizam was so rich and he was very related to Khadija. Very related, very close relation, relation you know, maybe cousin or... He, in the old days, they used to go to the market of Oqaz, to buy workers, to buy workers for the farm, for the house, you know, elite and noble people, big tribesmen, government at the time, they didn't have government, they have what we call nadwa, like a trust, yeah? They were so arrogant, they don't want anybody to be the king. <laughs> so they say, for every tribe, one person come and we rule together. <laughs> they didn't have a king, they didn't have a government, they had this nadwa, nadwa means a, a club. Yeah, they still have it. You know, the Arab League is the club. <laughs> it's called the Dictator Club. <laughs> yeah. So, Hakim ibn Hizam goes to that Uqaz and he finds a young boy, you know, eight years old, nine years old, looks very smart, very intelligent, very polite, and he buy him, purchase him. For what? To give him as a gift to Khadija. You take that boy and give him gift to serve Khadijah. Khadijah want to get something from the market. Some, yeah. It becomes like a son, adopted son in the house. This was the norm. It's not slavery, because it's translated in English, becomes slavery. It's not the slavery of the US slavery or the European slavery. They go to Africa and chain the whole village and put them in a boat like cattle. 80% or 88% of all the kidnapped people from Africa and Asia to go to the West died on the sea. 
And some of them were noblesmen. Some of them were royal family from Senegal, from Gabon, from Nigeria, from Africa. They were royal family. Some of them were Imam and Hafiz for generations. They were Muslim. They were kidnapped with a gun, chained, chucked in a boat like worse than cattle, and from the treatment and from the environment they died. That's slavery, and when you read slave, when we say Bilal was slave, Sahib was slave, Zaid was slave, is different. The Prophet said, Khadamukum Khawalukum. He says, They are your brothers. Eat from the same, wear from the same. If you can't, if you can't really because of your prestige and your family and your job to be sitting with them, feed them the same. Send them the same food. That's the minimum. Yeah, so, the, yeah, so when say Hakim bought him, that is the norm. That is the economy that was running like this. Islam came and encouraged freedom all the time. Every possible way. You know, if you make this mistake, free a slave. And we know the reward for freeing a slave. Freeing a slave means get rid of it in the best way possible. Don't just dump them in the street and then they become homeless. What are we going to do now? You have to keep them in your family till, yeah, and encourage to free. And once you're free, it becomes, you know, just businessmen like you and some of them actually split the money in half with their adopted workers yeah I don't like the word slave because it just doesn't fit so Hakim bought that young boy his name is Zaid <laughs> brother Zaid is here his name is Zaid and he gave him as a gift to Khadija Khadija radiallahu anha we know very few Years later, married the Prophet She gifted him to the Prophet Zaid now transferred, not serving. He served Muhammad But of course, the Prophet was 25. He's not yet. He's not a prophet yet. Yeah. So, but from the day he is born, the day he is before he was born, and there is lights in household. Yeah. Yeah, the stories of the Prophet ﷺ say his father Abdullah had radiance, has aura, has respect on him that all the women of Mecca wanted to marry him. And the woman actually went around for the, in the street to tell him, we want to marry you for Abdullah. Yeah? When Abdullah married Amina, they say the light moved from him to the mother. And the woman won't even bother looking at Abdullah anymore. And one of the books says, he went and asked one of these women, hey, you're not, you're not stopping me anymore asking to marry you. She said, you had something before, it's gone. I wanted that thing to become in my lineage, become in my children. And that gone, and had, I, I mean, I used to say, I dream of the light coming from inside me, shining the palaces of the Roman and the Persian empires. So that Muhammad, وسلم, yeah? the day he's born, we know the story. Uh, Amina Saadiya, Halima Saadiya. Halima Saadiya is about a few kilometers from the Kaaba if you go to the rocks, the rocky road, you know, the mountain with goats and donkeys and stuff is not far, a few kilometers. Bani Saad. When she came, we know the story. They came from a drought, they came from poverty, they came, they wanted to do anything just to make some money. And she couldn't find any newborn baby to take as to work, you know, nursing. With nursing was a business for this tribe. And the husband says, take that poor orphan boy. <laughs> Just doesn't matter the money. At least, you know, we'll do some good deed. What can we do? Do a good deed. You can't find a job? Just do a good deed. 
She said, okay, let's go and they talk to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu that baby, newborn baby, orphan, no father to pay, no money. And she said, the minute we talk him, even the donkey was faster than all the other donkeys. <laughs> even the camel had, the other started to fill and become, and the husband says, Halima, something's going on. And the people behind, the, because they traveled together from this village, Halima, what's happened? What have you done to your donkey? It was just limping. And the husband says, it's the barakah of this boy. See, you do a good deed. It's the barakah of this boy. They go to the Bani Sa'ad, they go to the village, and all the villagers, they go grazing with the goats and sheep together. And the whole village, the kids complain, dry, there's no grass. Out. And they say, hey, follow, follow, <laughs> follow Halimas. Follow Halimas, they have rock, always get fed and have plenty of milk when they come back. So the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu from day one, he is the source of Barakah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So when he talks Zaid, you can imagine, you know, you can imagine the treatment he's treating him. And what happened, how did Zaid end up sold in the market? Originally he is from Yemen. Zaid, originally from Yemen. And his mother tribe and father tribe had problems. The, yeah, mother and father, different tribes. And they had bad days and good days. One of those bad days, imagine this horrible thing. Bad days, the tribe are fighting. The tribe of his mother, to punish the tribe of his father, kidnap the, their own son, to kidnap the boy and sell him to some traveling caravan just to punish the father, subhanAllah. So he ended up being kidnapped and sold in Mecca and ended up, as we know, with the Prophet All these years, of course, the father is going mad looking for his son. Yeah? One of the travelers in Mecca, he saw him. And he said, you know, he said, what, who, you know which tribe you're from? And he said, I'm not from a tribe, I'm a slave. You're not a slave, you don't look like a slave. We know what slaves look like, you know. Slaves are kidnapped from a different culture, from a different country, you know. They are Suhaib Rumi or Persia or Africa. They don't kidnap each other, they don't sell each other the tribe. You are Arab and he looks like an Arab, yeah. Then the man kind of kept on telling the story to people. There's a boy that says a slave in Mecca, and he's not a slave. Who was this? The story reached the father, reached the uncles. And they said, wow, where is he? And they took the details, and they gathered everything he can. All the saving, all the gold, anything they can, because they know this is, they're going to ask for a big ransom for him. He took bags full of gold, and he arrived in Mecca. And they told him, it's with Muhammad sallallahu where is he? He's in the Kaaba. He goes to the Haram and he meets the Prophet And he says poetry about the Prophet. Oh, you Banu Hashim, you are the noblest. You are the guardian of the Kaaba. Yeah? And the Prophet says, what's your story? What do you want? He says, my son. The father and the uncle came. My son is, our son was with you. Zaid is our son. He's been, you know, and they told him the whole story. And we went to take him back and we brought you all this ransom. Whatever you ask, if you ask for more, we'll give you more. The Prophet says, keep your money. It's his decision. SubhanAllah. This is, if you're talking about somebody's, you know, forward thinking and the future and human rights and freedom of speech and values and look at this, 1,500 years ago, he's telling them, keep your money. Keep your money, what? They're being sold in the market. 
you know? Umayya ibn Khalaf was also a leader. They punished Bilal so badly when he became Muslim and he still asked for you know, gold and silver to, to free him. So he says to him, you, we ask him if he is happy to go. Absolutely, of course I won't keep him. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So they, they went and called Zaid. Zaid, come. He arrived and the Prophet said, do you recognize? He says, yeah, that's my father, that's my uncle. He says, you listen to this story. They come to take you to back home. Noblesmen, tribesmen, you know, it's not a slave. He says, Wallahi, I don't choose anybody above you other than you. I will not choose nobody else but you from what I've seen from your treatment to me. The father and the girl, what, you're going crazy? You prefer to, sl to be a slave than to come to your family. He says, I have seen from this one, from this man, a character that nobody on earth can display. The Prophet ﷺ just stood up and called out for the people in the Kaaba and called out and he says, from today on, this is Zayd ibn Muhammad. This is Zayd, the son of Muhammad. He will inherit from me. I'll inherit from him. It's a blood relation now. Abu Bakr says, I have never knew that Zayd is adopted. Abu Bakr, who is the closest, the best friend of the Prophet Sallallahu he says, I have never knew till the Quran revealed. The Quran revealed. The only name mentioned in the Quran of a Sahabi is Zayd. Allah mentioned him by name. He is Zayd. The Prophet told him, You marry Quraysh. You marry Zainab bint Jahsh, his cousin. He's not a slave anymore. You marry one of the noblest tribe, Zainab bint Jahsh. If she's alive, she will be the queen of the world. You know, she is so powerful character in Islam. Now Allah mentioned him by name in the Quran. And Allah says, Ud'uhum li'aba'ihim. Call them by the real name. He is not Zayd ibn Muhammad. He is Zayd ibn Haritha. Abu Bakr is, I did it from, the, from how much the Prophet loved him, how much he was part of the family, nobody knew that he was adopted son. Or of course, before that he was a slave. Yeah? But no, 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 no. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So this is the story that when I stand in front of the Kaaba or I walk around the Haram, because the Haram is huge now. So obviously the housing of the prophets and Zayd, oh, it was around this area. Wherever you are in the Haram, you are sitting or standing or born in, in the same spot that these names have been. You know, he was born inside the Kaaba, obviously, so you know exactly, you can smell the smell of the Hakim ibn Hizam and Khadija and Zayd. And, yeah? So this is the story the brothers are going to see, inshallah, they will absolutely be mesmerized by and enjoy. And that's my recommendation. Anybody going to Hajj, just read the stories of the seerah. It will just make so much sense when you're walking around the areas in the streets. You won't be bothered by the noise because you're going to go back. 1,000 years in history, 1,500 years, and now you just close your eyes and just live the, mo the moment of glory for the earth, the moment of, you know, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and his companion. 
May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it hajj mabroor to all the brothers and sisters. May Allah make it safe and happy for them. We ask Allah to invite all of us to hajj and umrah many time in our life. We ask Allah to facilitate for all of us hajj and umrah many time in our life. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us and increase us in good deed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in iman, to increase us in taqwa. We ask Allah to send blessing on Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his family and his household and his companion and all of us with him. وآخر دعوانا الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وجزاكم الله خيرا